Hey, hey, everybody, it's Thursday, January the 19th. On today's episode of Sap and Chats, we talk Eubank Jr. against Liam Smith. We also talk about Kel, Kel Brooks coming out of retirement. Hmm, we don't know. Also, Connor Ben talks about the next guys that he'd like to face once his suspension's up. Canelo Alvarez looks like we already know who he's fighting Cinco de Mayo and in September. All this and so much more on today's Sap and Chance Boxing Edition. If you guys want to find out all the answers to these questions, you got to listen. Have a great day. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sam and Chats. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson, joined as always with my man, with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I can't complain, man. Here we are at Thursday. Uh, it just seems like yesterday that we were chatting. It, it, the days are just going by fast and fast. January is almost done, man. We're almost into February. Looking forward to it. Spring's on the horizon. I can't wait. Springs on the horizon, baseball season's about to happen, yeah. you know, like we're, we're gearing up in so many different ways here, man. But hey, let's gear up with what's happening in the world of professional boxing. Not much stateside. There are some fights happening this weekend, but nothing that I don't feel the need to mention here today. But let's focus on the fight that is carrying a lot of weight. It's going to be happening out of the AO Arena in Manchester. Chris Eubank Jr., versus Liam Smith. Thoughts? Did you see that press conference today? Yeah, I wanted to touch on that. Like, I can understand buying games and playing, you know, the psychology and whatnot, but I don't know what Liam was trying to do. Like, I don't know how he was trying to break him down. It, it was kind of weird. Uh, for those who haven't heard the press conference, it, it he, he questioned his sexuality, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, he questioned his hairline. He questioned his beard, like he, all these weird things that he was questioning. Like, I don't know what he was trying to get out of it. Um, Eubank, I believe, went on to say things about like, well, you cheat on your wife. So, I, I mean, it, it was a weird press conference. It got it got really personal. I think they believe some of what they're saying, but I also think they're trying to sell pay-per-views here. This is a pay-per-view. So I think they're trying to build some hype, get people talking about it, generate a little bit of interest. Because prior to this press conference, there wasn't a lot of hype for the fight. So I think that's kind of what they're doing. But they hit below the belt, uh, accusing you of being gay, saying you cheated on your wife. Those are serious allegations. So, Well, I mean, I don't know about the being gay one, but uh, yeah, cheating on your wife. I mean, <laughs> that, that that can lead to some issues for, for uh, Mr. Smith down the road when he gets home and has to see his wife. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm probably yeah. just making it up. I thought he has any evidence. I'm just throwing a shot back. To be fair, like I said, this is a huge fight in the UK. Yeah, it has a it has a lot of traction down there. The arena sold out. I mean, I think the numbers are doing well on Sky uh, Sports box office uh, here in Canada, the states. Um, we will get it on the zone. Yeah. So um, if you don't for have free. Access, for free, if you don't have access to Sky box office or anything like that, the UK channels, you can get it on the zone. And guys, it's going to be about five p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. Pacific is when these guys will probably come out. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be a really good fight. I mean, going into this fight, first off, uh, Eubank hasn't fought since last February, so he's almost a year since he has had his last fight. Yeah. Um, then the whole Connor Ben thing kind of fell. I mean, he should have had that fight in September, obviously, 
but that fell through. So here we go. Now he's fighting Liam Smith. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, the one thing that I will take away from this, which I find really interesting, is uh, newly retired Kel Brooks has come out saying that he wants to fight the winner of this match. Kel Brook looked good his last fight, so I, I definitely think he can do it. He can take on the winner, and it'll be a big fight in the UK. So I hope he yeah. continues fighting. He's only, what, 35, 36? So he's got a couple years left. Yeah, I, 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 I can see the potential of it being a good fight, but I don't see that fight happening anytime soon, to be fair. Uh, if, if Eubank loses, uh, he's got a rematch clause, so you're going to have to see that match again eventually down the road. Um, I don't think Liam Smith is really interested in fighting um, Kel Brooks if he wins. Uh, I, I if think the payday's good enough, he will be. Well, I think at the same time, I mean, like you said, he, he, I'll say this about Liam Smith. He showed very well against Canelo. Yes, he lost, he but he showed very, very well against Canelo. So I, I almost feel that, you know, payday or not, like this is a good stepping stone for him if he does win. But I, I almost get the sense that like, okay, you know, he's getting up there in his years. Like maybe that Kel Brooks fight something down the road. If you have the potential, if you come up victorious, and this is just my opinion, I don't know what the thinking is of their teams or not, but wouldn't you want to go for something a bit more like try to attain a championship, get on that path? There's no championship. There's no, you know, really path fighting Kell Brooks except a payday, which I think he can get later on. Well, I, I don't know how much longer Brooks is going to wait around. I think if he gets offered a big number, he won't pass that up. He's got to take the fight, especially Brooke being a, one of the most popular boxers in uh, UK. He takes the fight. And I was looking at the betting odds today. Eubank's a three to one favorite. So you got to put $300 on Eubank, win 100. You put uh, 300 on, uh, sorry, 100 on um, Smith, you'll win 300. So the, the Vegas Sharps are definitely favoring Eubank in this fight. Now, let's find out, man. I mean, Eubank, uh, the one knock on Chris Eubank is that he always seems to fucking falter against the elite type fighters. So mm -hmm. this is going to be a really good test for him. Uh, having Roy Jones, jo Roy Jones Jr. in his corner is a huge thing as well. Uh, oh, yeah, that definitely helps. You know, that helps a lot. So uh, as Roy was saying, you know, he he he's become a complete fighter now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, well, we'll see. We'll see on Saturday, right? I mean, they're always going to say that you're not going to talk down the guy you're training and in your corner. But I guess we'll find out. They said that about Anthony Joshua, too, and look what happened. Well, but, I mean... Roy Roy's one of those kind of guys. He was an amazing boxer, and he's also become an amazing pundit. And you is. know now now is starting to show that he's also an amazing coach. I mean, he works a lot out of Russia. I don't know if he's doing a lot of Russia stuff right now, obviously, but uh, you know in the past he was he was doing a lot of training out there with with guys and what have you. Uh, it's not very public knowledge, but the guy runs a lot of training camps and he's working with a lot of up and coming prospects and young boxers that come out to Florida to work with him. You know, so, so yeah, he's he lives and breathes boxing 24 7, commentating, training. Yeah, yeah, you know, 100%. And you know, he, he wasn't disparaging towards Liam Smith in any of his comments either. He said, Yeah, this is a dangerous fight for Chris, it, it potentially has. You know, he, he could potentially fuck this up in, in so he many could. words, right? So so he he's not short of believing it. And and I liked what he said there about, you know, it's my job as a trainer to know what the other guy's gonna bring to the table. Mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. And, and train accordingly. So, you know, it's just I love that because it's logical. I mean, every trainer should be training their their guy that way, obviously. And you think they would, right? 
for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, outside of Joshua, as we mentioned earlier here, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, you change your team and you basically have the exact same game plan going into it again. So, um, like you said, cool. I mean, it can work. It could go against him. I, I think the only way we're going to know about this is uh, tuning in on Saturday. So, guys, I highly, guys and girls, sorry, I highly recommend tuning into this fight and giving it a check out, man. What's All right. your predictions? Um, you know what? I'm going to probably go Eubank Jr. He's got a lot writing on this. Um, I think the best psychology that came out of the press conference was what Eubank was saying to Liam, saying, hey, you know, these are hard times in Britain right now, and I can only imagine how hard it is in Liverpool. That's where Liam's from. You yeah. know, the Liverpoolians are looking for a hero and something to cheer for and whatnot. So, you know, that's the kind of trash talk I like. You're putting necessary pressure on the guy. You know, like so, so that's going to be kind of fun. I'm going to say Eubank. Uh, I'll probably say Eubank TKO in the ninth round. What do you want TKO? Eh? Yeah, I think so. I think it's. I'm gonna. Gonna be... I got uh, Eubank by decision. Okay, yeah, I, I'm going to give it to Eubank this way. There's a lot of pent up frustration from the Connor fight that didn't happen, all the nonsense that's been talked since then through that build up as well. So. I, I have a feeling this guy's got a lot of pent-up frustration and, and he needs to get that out of his system. And uh, I think he really wants to put an exclamation mark on this match because he still wants that Connor fight. He does. Right? I and think it will happen eventually too. It will happen, right? I mean, it all depends when his suspension is lifted and, and they allow him to box again. Um, but talking about Connor Ben, Connor Ben has uh, come out saying that he would love to fight Crawford or Pacquiao next. Thoughts? I don't blame the guy. He wants a big payday. Why not offer up the fight Crawford or Hockey? A massive payday. Well, but the I thing mean, is, you can't. He's got to pass those drug tests first. Well, he's got to pass the drug test, and I also think that if he fights Crawford, and this is taking nothing away from Connor Ben, I think he's a lesser opponent than the guy that he fought before. Uh, I think so. That what's his name? The the fellow that Crawford just fought. Oh. um that he just knocked him out there. Can't even yeah, remember yeah. his name. He starts with an A. Um, yeah. I did, I did, uh, yeah, it's okay. We'll get it. Fans, maybe leave us a comment and let us know who this guy is. But regardless of that, I think he David had more, something. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. He had more talent than Connor does at the moment. Mm -hmm. I don't think Connor has enough under his belt to be challenging a Crawford yet. Like nothing, taking nothing away from him. He's not still a young yet, kid. No. You know, he needs to get some fights in where, where he's tested and whatnot. I'm not saying he's fought soup cans, but I'm saying he's fought cans. Right? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Right. And like speaking this, of boxing, we got another fight announced today, too. Or a couple days ago, we got Platt versus Benavides in uh, March 25th, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, uh, well, Grand. Yeah, no, that's going to be a really good fight as well. Shame on Canelo Alvarez. Um, you know, I still say Benavides is the guy he should be fighting. Uh, but Talking about Canelo, might as well just jump right into Canelo here. So yeah. Canelo, before I came on, I was reading, you know, just kind of doing some research and checking out what's being said or what's being happening. And I came across that Canelo is looking to fight a one John Ryder. Who is John Ryder, Chance Michaels? Do you know? I don't think anybody knows. Exactly. John Ryder is a guy that's under the DAZN or Eddie Hearn's promotion. So it's one of his... Jabronis? Is that what we're going to call him? A jobber? One of his lesser fighters, to put it nice. Right? right? You know, he's going to be so fighting. So Canelo basically wants a tune-up fight before he fights Bibble, pretty much what he's saying. 
Well, this is what I've heard. So basically, he's gonna they're they're in negotiations right now, but it looks like it's a pretty much done deal for Cinco de Mayo weekend. Uh, Canelo likes to fight twice a year, Cinco de Mayo yeah. and Mexican Independence Day weekend, right? Yeah. So he's basically looking to fight uh, John Ryder again. I'm gonna have to look him up. I feel really bad that I know nothing about John Ryder. Nobody knows anything about him, dude. Yeah, but we should because we do a boxing podcast and we should know John Ryder uh, at least a little bit. Anyways, that being said, that's like saying we got to know the guy in uh, Idaho that wrestles an indie card. There's no way to know this kind of guy. No, no, no. I get it. But if he's going up against a Canelo Alvarez, we should know him. So we'll get to know John Ryder if that's a match that's going to happen. Okay. So after that, he's looking to put up all four of his belts against Bivol in a super middleweight title match. That'd be good. In yeah, this December. is a good fight for him. So if but what about John Ryder? Maybe John Ryder fucking has that lucky can, punch, man. He might. You never know. Unlikely, he'll be a, probably a ten to one underdog if that fight happens. But yeah. like we've seen with um, Cambosis, 10, 12 to one underdog. Sometimes you know. No, I mean, can't take anyone lightly. Anyone stepping in between those ropes, I don't care what level you are, you cannot mm-hmm. take anyone lightly in any combat no. sport, right? Um, unless it's me or you jumping into the ring with one of these guys, that's probably the only thing they can take lightly. But anyone trained. You can't take lightly. That's not a, not at the pro level. No, no, not at all. Um, very interesting though. So say Canelo loses to Bivol. Yeah, yeah. And the winner of the Benavides Plant match would technically be next in line for those belts against Canelo. Yeah. Right. So if if Bivol beats Canelo, then does he have to like defend all four titles against the winner of Benavides Plant or David nope. Morrell or David Morrell, who's got the regular title? Like, I mean, there's so many potential. Here's what I would like to see Bivol do if he wins. This is if he wins. Yeah. He takes yep. all four of those titles and then he goes to fight Better Beef and beats him and gets all four of those belts. Dude, that, I, well, that would be the belts. first. Two-time undisputed, like the two, two, two division undisputed champion at the same time. He might just drop the four belts and then move up to fight better be two, possibly. I'm not sure how it's gonna play out, but that could it could happen. You're right. Well, the way I kind of like it is that you drop those belts, drop the middleweight belts that make no sense to you. They're, you know, the only reason you're gonna take them if you take them is because of who you're taking them from. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I don't see any reason for him to lose that fight in that rematch. There's just nothing- I don't think so either. Right, I mean, unless there's something Canelo's doing privately that no one sees in the training. Well, Canelo said today, I, I lost the bill because I didn't give 100. percent Well, you're the champ. Supposed to be the, at that before the fight, you're the number one pound for pound fighter ranked in the world. What do you mean you're not giving 100? percent Sounds like an excuse to me. And if he would have won the fight, he would said, I gave him my all. I gave 110. Right. So it's just an excuse. You're going up against a bigger opponent. You're going up against a stronger opponent. At what point are you not going to give your 100? percent Exactly. Just an right? excuse. That's just just my thinking, man. Anyways, but yeah, so Canelo, that's basically uh, some of the top stories that I kind of came up with this week that I thought were really really cool, and you know, just kind of wanted to touch. Another on another and, top uh, story is up. Uh, I mean, I totally agree with Bob Arum on this. He said Usyk wants 50-50. Well, that's not happening in England. If he wants to fight at Wembley, it's sixty forty. Which well, Usyk doesn't deserve fifty fifty because most people, everybody going to the fight is there for Fury, and people are going to order it mostly for Fury. Unless they fight in Saudi Arabia, maybe fifty fifty. But Aaron's saying it's not going to happen like that. It's not going to happen in Saudi Arabia either because Eddie Hearns has come out questioning the fight himself. Um, since we're going to talk about this, uh, 
Eddie, Eddie was saying that he has a sense that this fight potentially still cannot happen because of said issue, the split. Um, currently, they are shopping it around Saudi Arabia to see who can give them the biggest gate, right? And the biggest uh, fee. And Somebody that happens. Well, someone obviously will pick it up. That's not the problem. That's not the issue at all. The split is the issue, right? I mean, I don't understand what Hearn's issue is because if you look at every pay per view Wilder's been on, he's done way more numbers than Usyk. Nobody knows who Usyk was until he fought Joshua. No, 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 no. But he's not. There's always an A and a B side, right? Right, right. But he's not saying it. He's not talking negatively about it. He's basically. No, I know, but but Aaron's saying the fight's not happening. Look, you get a 60 40. No, no, I get it. I get it, right? But I, I mean, I'm thinking more of a 70-30 split. I don't even think it would be 60-40. Uh, maybe 60-40 in Saudi Arabia, but in England, though. No, the bigger, if it goes to Saudi Arabia, the bigger the venue, the bigger the fee will be that's paid to these guys. Fury finds out that, you know, it's X amount of dollars that are, are the fee is going to be for this fight. He's going to look for a 70% cut. To, to U630. I'm not just saying anything against his name and, and who's going to bring eyes to the show, who's going to fill up the stands. I get it, 100%. Mm-hmm. 70 30. This is Tyson Fury's downfall, in my opinion. Him not willing to negotiate and make the fights happen. You know, if, if, he, if he fumbles this ball, he's going to be fighting journeymen for the rest of his career because those are the only guys who are going to take fights against him, right? Anything. Uh- the fight will happen. He's, he's pulling a Mayweather, but, you know, like De La Hoya did. I'm the A-side, Floyd, you're the B-side. You beat me, you become the A-side. So all Usyk has to do is finish him. The rematch happens, you're the A-side, you can do 73 the next time. That's kind of how it is, because Usyk doesn't get much pay-per-view numbers compared to what Fury and Wilder did over a million. No, no, no. So yeah, it's I, all I about mean, money at the end of the day. It's all about money, and it's all about location, right? I mean, if these, if, okay, look, if any of the wild, if the Wilder... Fury trilogy happened anywhere outside of the United States. You know, we'd be talking about different things there as well in terms of numbers and everything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it was in the States, because you had the United States as the champion and whatnot, I think that helped a lot. Now, Tyson yeah. Fury is also a guy that can carry a promotion and carry his weight as well. So Not that to mention helped a lot. Some of the most well. exciting heavyweight fights you've ever seen is because of Fury and Wilder. Usyk fights are good, but they're not that exciting for the average Joe Small. Fury's fight with Wilder is one of the best heavyweight fights you're ever going to see. All the knockdowns, all the crate licking the blood, yeah. rising up no. like Undertaker. The know, story, that's what he brings the story, to the table. Entertainment, right? Yeah, I know. The storylines are there. Everything is there. I mean... It'll get done. It'll happen. Fury Wilder 4 doesn't look so bad. It is, it just almost... No, I don't want to see that again. He's already he, beat him three times. Well, you know what, man? Until something better comes along in the heavyweight division, it seems to be you revolving sick and, you around... Sick and- you sick and fairy will fight in March, April. Please. They're going to get this done. They'll, no, they'll, no, they'll get it done. They'll get it done. But I mean, they're always throwing curveballs. They're always trying to make things difficult for everybody. Fury was out the other day, right? Little man, little rabbit. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, that was after Usyk called him out, right? Like it took him a few so days to say? respond. He goes, Hey, um, what did he call him? Uh, fat man or belly man or something the like boss, that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He called him fat boy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, so, so it took him a couple of days to kind of respond to it. But I think it's not a problem. But, you know, we we need to see more heavyweights emerge because, quite frankly, the pool of guys fighting for the title is only five deep. Yeah, there's some young guys come up and talk right, right? now. I mean, Joy, Joy Joyce, Joseph Parker, uh, a couple – Joy Joe Anderson, sure. baby Anderson. Well, Jared Anderson is not there yet. I think he's – Nobody will be at the end of the year. He so. will. He will. He's about a year away. I was about to say – 
from from actually challenging and then actually you know um bringing something worth worth to the table that's challenging yeah, you gotta build his name up a little bit yeah he had well he has to just get some more in ring experience right again he hasn't fought anyone yet of any type of caliber am i yeah no right now but he will speak, be a future star though absolutely 100 percent agree now did you watch the fights last night in uh verona new york off of espn no i was at my kids hockey game i didn't see any of them okay. i read about it but i didn't watch it yeah so so there was this one fight there it, it was basically a heavyweight showcase um but there was one fight in particular, the co-main event, which I just kind of want to bring up here if I can find it. Here we go. And the co-feature, unbeaten heavyweights, Guido the Gladiator, Vanello, um, against Johnny Rice. I read now, about this, but I didn't see anything. Now, this was an interesting fight only for the fact that for the first time that I could see in a very long time, they got it right. The judges? Uh, no, the referee. Well, I mean, okay, so let me explain to you what happened, right? It, it was a bit of a kerfuffle. So I think it was in the fourth round, in the fourth or fifth round, Rice got him with a nice right overhand right to the forehead, right above the eye, and he cut him. As soon as he okay. cut, as soon as he punched him, you saw the blood starting to drip. Okay. Come forward to the sixth round. Now, this is like a huge gash over the eye. Very reminiscent to what Tyson Fury had over his eye. Okay. Right? So the doctors come in, they check it, this and that, and the referee decides to call it a draw because he thinks it's due to an unintentional headbutt. Headbutt, yeah. Right? So they're showing the footage. They're like, I mean, I think Andre was there, Testator was there. They're all like, you know, yeah. no, it was done by a punch. This shouldn't be ending this way. Now, in that commission, there were no instant replays. So it was the referee's decision, right? But they're all telling him, the corner's telling him, like, he punched him. You know, like, he hit him with a punch. Mm -hmm. It's not a headbutt. It got to the point where the commission... Now, this is really interesting. Even though it's in New York, because it was held at a Aboriginal uh, reservation casino... Yeah, on their land, yeah. On their land, they're the actual commission. Oh. So they actually made the call to say, hey, the ref can look at a replay. Well, that's good then. That's good. Right. So he goes down there and you can see Testator and Andre kind of explaining to him, showing him like, look, this is where it happened. And that's the ref cool. I didn't back, see that. No. Yeah. And the ref went back and changed the decision. That's cool. I like so, that. So right. I wish that, you know, other commissions can learn from this. And make the right call when you know you have the power to do so. Sometimes you need, I'm not saying you break the rules, but you adjust the rules in order to do the right thing. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. They, they did right. a good job of that, man. On that case, they did a good job. There was enough, like, and the referee, I can't blame the guy. I mean, you see what you see, right? I mean, mm -hmm. up and close, you're in the action. Yeah, heads might have touched, whatnot, but that was definitely a punch. And the right guy won. I mean, how many times have we seen the wrong call and, you know, it's fucked up guys' careers, man? Too too many times. Way too, too many, many times, times, right? You know, so I wanted to talk about that as well. I thought that was just something really, really cool. That no, it's good. That's a good story. I'm glad, they, I'm glad they got it right. It's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, that was a good start to the boxing era. I just hope other people learn from this now. And then, you know, the commission has power. You know, well, it's, it's, it's like... 
a president of a country saying, who am I to change the law? You're the fucking president. You can do whatever you want. Right or wrong? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to have You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I know what you're getting at. You're right. Yeah. But if anyone can put the ball in motion to change something, it would be the commission. If the commissions, and they're always there, representatives of the commissions are always at all the fights, right? They have the authority to make the call. I mean, this should be happening more and more. If we didn't have the technology and we didn't have the means to do these things the way we can today, I mean, look at Major League Baseball. What what are they uh, including? Uh, like an electronic they got a pitch strike clock and they're adding the, yeah. they got a pitch and clock taking away the ship and they're adding uh, bigger bases. Right. Uh, but they're also talking about, uh, and this is going to happen at all AAA parks next year. They're going to be testing it out an electronic strike zone. Yeah, they're, they're going to try to try that eventually. I hope they right. don't do that in the major leagues, but they probably will. Well, I mean, how many... At the end of the day, Chance, I look at this from this perspective. You and I grew up watching sports when there were no replays, when there was nothing. And even though you knew, you know, mm-hmm. you saw something else, but they called something else and there was no way of fixing it or adjusting it. Um, how many championships have been cost? How many guys have lost fights, you know? On all on, on all levels of sports throughout history, yeah, too many hockey, right? baseball, basketball, hockey, football, right? Yeah. I mean, would the Dallas Stars won the Stanley Cup in nineteen ninety nine if yeah, if, with Brett Hull, yeah, Brett Hull didn't kick the goal in, nope. the puck in to the goal, yeah, right? Tough. But that took away from who were they playing that year in ninety nine? Uh, was it Detroit or or Colorado? No, no, it was. Um, no, I can't remember now that you say that. 1999 Stanley Cup final. Was it New Jersey? Paul, yeah, it was Jersey. I think it was Jersey. I think so. I, I can't remember. I remember that kick goal, though. Right? But that's the one that sealed up the series for them. Yep. Yeah, I, I know. That would never happen nowadays, though. Well, no, you it wouldn't. So, But, but you just see how many things have been affected by bad calls and by rep, bad refing and bad, bad judging. Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo oh, Sabres. Yes, 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 yes. Um... Also, I guess to that extent, I mean, you know, how, how far do the things go with judging and and, and these kind Eventually, of things? you won't even have an umpire behind home plate in the next five to ten years. It's be all electronic. Well, maybe. I mean, the whole world is going that way. I mean, at some point, yep. you, you're not going to have guys playing anymore. It's all going to be robots. They've tried. They've tried robot umpires already. Some of the single A ball parks. Yeah, and how'd that go? Any update? I'm not know? quite sure because it's such yeah. a low level of ball, but I, I wouldn't doubt it. They start bringing up double A, triple A, and try it out more. Where's the Vancouver Canadians? Are they double A or single? They're single A ball, right? They're single A. Oh, maybe they tried it out here. I don't know. Beautiful, beautiful ballpark. I love going there a few times. Nat Bailey? Oh, I yeah. love Nat Bailey. It's an awesome stadium, man. Uh, it it's a lot of fun. And you know what? The food is really good there, too. Yeah, but you can get, you can get a ticket for 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, uh, quickly, I want to touch on this really quick. I know it's a boxing show, but uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't um, pass our condolences on to Jay Briscoe's family. Uh, Jay Briscoe and his brother, the Briscoe brothers, no relation to Jerry Briscoe or anything like that. No. Uh, unfortunately, passed away this Tuesday in a car accident. I, I believe I don't know if he was or not at the time, but you know, a Ring of Honor champion. They've been on AEW, very talented tag team. Um, never had their opportunity at the WWE, but I mean, in the wrestling world, he was very, very respected. Yeah, great worker. 
So, um, you know, wanted to touch on that and just kind of pass our condolences on to. Absolutely. And another legend passed away today, too, of 81 years old. One of the co-founders of the band, The Birds. Crosby yeah, Stills David and Crosby. David Crosby passed away. He was away. a silly looking guy, but man, can that guy sing some great harmonies, some great songs. So rest yeah. in peace to him. He was no, 81 yeah, years that, old. That, you know, that just came down the wires as well mm, today. Not long, a couple and, hours ago. Uh, yeah, I know. And uh, while we're on this uh, path, man, 2023 is already starting to take away names, eh? Uh, mm. Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie, David Crosby, Jay right. Briscoe. Yeah, uh, that one came as a shock. It's kind of like, I feel yeah, sad. Yeah, Young, right? It's an f- unfortunate accident. No, yeah, no. Briscoe was unfortunate, but so was Lisa Marie in the sense Well, not that- really. If you've seen her at the Music Awards, dude, she was just pilled out. It looked like, I hate to say it, but look. Well, I mean, look, look, you know what? She's dealing with the suicide of her son. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, look, look, look. yeah, yeah, like so, so you know, she's got she she dealt with a lot. I, I think the probably the strongest person that I can think of in that situation has to be Priscilla. I mean, she's another she story I heard about Lisa Marie. I don't know if it's true or not. I guess one of the guys that Priscilla married after Elvis was supposedly molesting her from 12 to the age of 12 to 15 years old, so right then and there. I know, probably. I mean, I won't I think his name was anyway. Alex Edwards. I can't remember his exact name, but you know what? I mean, it's very possible. I mean, heard about that. Way, so it's too bad like, she you died. Know. She actually, you know what? You're never gonna live up to your dad. She was one of the most famous man ever, but she wasn't a bad singer, man. She was no, she talent. wasn't a bad singer, and you know no. that's you know that whole thing with Michael Jackson as well, and, and then she married and... Nicholas Cage for a few months. He did yeah, a lot of weird stuff. Look, ultimately, at the end of the day, daddy and daughter re- reunited. Yes. And uh, I hope all her pain is gone. And I hope that she's in a better place. Mm-hmm. And I hope she's sitting in her dad's lap, man, looking down at, at, at the rest of us here. Uh, yeah. Those who don't know, I'm Chance. Do you know a bigger Elvis fan than me? No, I don't. I love the guy too. And I'll fight yeah. like you do. You got to watch that movie. You're going to love it. It's so good. Where is it? There he is. That's right cool. There. Check right. out that tattoo, folks. Elvis Presley. Lisa Marie said the guy who played Elvis in the movie said it was almost identical to her dad, the best she'd ever seen done. So check it out. I, I'm going to watch it. I've been kicking a lot of I've seen it from... in the theaters. I thought it was pretty good. You know more about Elvis than me. So I yeah, no, you know it. what? I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch it. Um, I, I've, I've been taking a lot of flack from friends and other people who know me. I, I think for me, I've always been so critical of anything Elvis, documentaries mm. or or anything kind of shedding light on the life. I mean, I'm not saying I know everything about Elvis, but dude, I mean, since I was- We got to go to Graceland one day, man. I tell yeah, you no, I, I, I haven't gone there. That's my Mecca. I mean, for me, that'd be my pilgrimage. Um, yeah. I need to get there eventually. So guys, like and subscribe so we can go to Please. the- Graceland. So we can go to Graceland and do a show from there. That'd be really fun. Something to think about. Uh, Chance, do you have a this day in history or anything? I do. It's not a well-known one, but you know, it's significant. So in 1978, Wilfred Wilfredo Gomez beat Royal Cow Royal Kawabayashi, tough name to say, in Japan in 1978 for the WBC Junior featherweight championship of the world wow japan's a hotbed for boxing eh yeah, it is yeah not just wrestling and baseball but they love their boxing too they love their boxing speaking of japan and noah did i say that right yeah i know i know Stephen, Stephen, Stephen yes fulton, and fulton. Yeah. that's probably gonna happen in maine now that's a fight i'm looking forward to in japan yeah it'd be cool 
I wish this guy would come over he's here. Step man. up and wait to it. I think he's at 120. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's he's taking a step up and wait to go up against Fulton. That's going to be a really good fight. Great fight. Um, Japan. I think he needs to if he wants to build his name, he's got to leave Japan. He's got to come over to North America. I think after this fight, he's fighting an American now. He's gonna he'll he'll make his way over here after this fight. He's got to come over here. This fight should be happening in America, not Japan. In Vegas. Or Vegas, you know what I mean? Wherever the case may be, New York or Vegas. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Uh it, it needs to happen in the States. I don't think Japan's the right place. I this is a potential fight where he can lose a lot of steam. Fulton could beat him. He could. He's going right? up and wait. He's got as yeah. each time you go up and wait, the guy's a little bit harder, a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah. Away. So I mean, you know, I'm taking nothing away from Manoa. I mean, I just Stephen Fulton's no joke, bro. No, he's legit. It's gonna be a he's great legit. fight. It's gonna, of the year. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And like, you know, this Kel Brook fight, or sorry, uh Eubank and, and Liam Smith yeah. fight, it has the potential of being one of the fight of the years, too. I know we're only yeah. in January, but I mean um, just looking at what we know that we have, right? I, I think we're on a good pace here, man. Things are looking good. I'm excited. Excited. It's gonna be fun. Tell you what, though, I made a mistake last week, Chance. What's when that? We, well, when we were talking, and uh, or this week when we were talking, oh, you're talking about the UFC in Australia. It's in Brazil. Yeah, it's in Brazil. So on this particular card, we have Grover. Grover's fighting against Jamal Hill. In the messed up uh, lightweight, light heavyweight division, uh, the I feel bad for Glover because last fight he was winning the fight twenty eight seconds to go in the fifth round. He got choked out and lost his belt. So well, that I mean, guy has uh, had a forfeit well, belt due to injury. So there we go. Adesanya, same thing, man. I mean, he mm -hmm. basically had that thing won until the last fifteen seconds. So Glover's forty three. So will Father Time catch up to him? We don't know. We'll find well, out. Thirty three and eight against eleven and one and one no contest in Jamal Hill. The thing so about that's... Jamal Hill is he's quick, he's strong, yeah. he hits hard, he's young, he's athletic. So I, I hate to say it, I, I, I am a fan of Glover, but I think I think Hill's gonna take him. He's upset. Well, that being said, I mean, you know, I, I I totally hear what you're saying, and it's hard not to disagree with you. But Grover has been that type of fighter that's gonna yeah. come out. I just proven everybody fucking wrong. I mean, there was no way he should have won the title in the first place. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, I hope Lever wins, but I've got a feeling he won't. But we're gonna find out. Yeah, a lot yeah, of good I, fights Saturday. We got the boxing and UFC. Well, we got that. No, hundred percent. Uh, I won't be able to watch UFC because my 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 Oilers are here, so I'm gonna go watch Oilers and Canucks. So yeah, that's it. Well, you know what? I I have no hockey game to go to, so I will be there watching these fights while I watch. Yeah. And you know what? This UFC is uninterrupted. There will be really no boxing to kind of compete against it. No. The fight on this card that I'm particularly looking forward to, though, Chance, is that between Davidson Federico against Brandon Moreno, round four. Here we go. Right? So this is going to be an interesting tilt. Right now, it stands two against, no, what? It was a draw and one and one right now. Yes, so this right. Is, this is a true, true tiebreaker. Uh, it's a great card. It's a pretty stock card. It's I'm looking awesome. forward to it. Uh, let's just break it down really quickly here. Gilbert Burns against Neil Magny. That's also going to be a real barn burner of a fight. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Lauren Murphy against Jessica Andrade should be interesting. Don't have too much of expectations for that. And this is what I'm kind of interested in. Paul Craig, the Scotsman against Johnny Walker. I like Paul Craig. I'm, yeah, he's good. I really do. And Johnny Walker seems to be on a bit of a downward slope right now. I think he's lost two or three of his last fights. So... 
you know. And he got Shogun who on the prelim cards on free yeah, TV. Man. Yeah, so, no, there you go. I think that's cool. his retirement fight as well. Probably. Chance, why don't we wrap it up here? Uh, we'll call this one 12 rounds and done, bro. What do you say? All right. It was a good one. Yeah. Enjoy it. Everything's beautiful. And uh, guys, so there we go. We got Christie's Bank Jr. Liam Smith this afternoon, Saturday afternoon, depending where you are in the States. 5 p.m. is probably the anticipated. 5 p.m. Eastern is probably the ring time for those two. But the whole card is really good. So if you guys can get a chance to watch it, great. I think it's a great segue into the UFC. Perfect yep. way to spend a Saturday. Hopefully the weather's crappy and it's raining and you have no <laughs> excuse to go outside. Guys, here we are. Enjoy. Have a great weekend, everybody. My name is Bobby Sampson. Joined with my man, Mr. Trance Michaels. The words of the great ACDC, those that like, download, subscribe the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. That being said, in the words of the infamous Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Everyone have a great weekend. Please be safe. And we'll see yeah. you guys on Tuesday.